Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap. Sammy Warmhands here. This is the Bat Fanatic podcast. All right, today it is Christmas time, and we're going to be talking about one of my all time favorites. I'm sure you probably just watched it this week or last. It's called Batman Returns. I'm going to be joined by my co hosts, Ben and Evan. But first, I got to remind you this show is sponsored by Radar Toys. You can go to radartoys.com, get free shipping in the US, and save 10% using the code BATFANPOD. B A T F A N P O D. All right, now, last time when we talked a movie, it was Batman 89. We had to follow that up with the Christmas favorite, Tim Burton's Batman Returns. All right, episode number three, Batman Returns. I've got Evan. Greetings. Ben Polanski. Hello. So Batman Returns, written by Daniel Waters from Heathers and uncredited Wesley Strick, uh, who wrote Cape Fear. Story by Sam Hamm and Daniel Waters, directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Christopher Walken. If I was good with impressions, I would have done it, but I'm not, so fuck it. <laughs> it's going to come out at least once in this episode. <laughs> as long as it's someone else, because I can't do it. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> it's funny, last night I was uh, just watching YouTube videos, phoning up on the cultural context the reactions to the movie and stuff and i remember that there was this thing about kids and family groups who were on like talk shows talking about how you know this movie is so dark and violent for children whatever and this little kid was like they throw a baby over a bridge into the river (laughs) it's like that's not for kids i'm like no it's not only adults are into that yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. like god forbid we actually want to understand and relate why someone would turn into a villain that would be terrible yeah to give them backstory and they were expecting it just to be like he has a big nose he's freaking pissed about it <laughs> he eats kitty cats very angry on that that first scene i read that it was actually not supposed to be peewee but burgess meredith from the 60s show was yeah. supposed to play that role and uh i read that too i thought that would have been cool out. yeah yeah it's pretty cool yeah was he like, this is great, but I'm not throwing a baby over a bridge. This no, I think is, it was, this isn't for kids. I think he got sick. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, though, because, you know, there was that talk of Adam West being upset when 89 came out that he wasn't asked <laughs> to play the part again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and I can't remember if there was talk about doing a cameo for him instead and he was too pissed or whatever, but he was definitely publicly pissed about not being asked to do the main character again. That's How silly. old was he at the time? Yeah. I don't know. But uh twenty more years old. It would have been mm. even awesome more cool to like watch an old guy get shot a bunch and fall in trash. <laughs> Stand still martial arts. He's <laughs> <Yeah. and, laughs> like, you're gonna put the pow over this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean there's a lot of talk about this movie not having the greatest story, uh, and that it doesn't really hold up, but like that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, with the problems that I have with the movie, it doesn't really come to story. Because, I mean, in the very beginning, you know, right after the, t- the title, which, oh, God damn it, Elfman, that was wonderful. Oh. But um, <laughs> right, a- right after the title cards, and you go into, uh, you know, Alfred on the street, and you have Shrek, 
he's clearly laying out his motivation. He's, you know, got his kind of canned rich villain story with mm. the power plant, but it's very much like that. That's just a side to mm-hmm. I want to take out the mayor. We're butting heads. I need to put someone in. He's like, oh, you've got the votes, but you don't have a candidate, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, it's it's fucking the, all the motivations are clearly there. I've read people say that, like, oh, Shrek didn't have, you know, enough motivation. He he didn't have a good reason to be there, but like, well, he's just a rich, greedy. What are you just guy? gonna have like Oswald come power. out of the sewer and run for mayor? Like, you gotta have something. It's kind of cool that he he's like the conduit for Selena and oswald too like in different ways Mm -hmm. like yeah he's not actually that important but he leads to the creation of selena and then just both of them really yeah i think i think it's cool i don't see how while he himself isn't that crazy of a character he is an interesting character anyways especially because walken this is like before all his acting roles are just doing impressions of himself yeah Yeah. he's he's acting this is good yeah i i actually really like the the Shrek character and that scene right before he pushes her out the window is phenomenal on both parts. He's like yeah. and Pfeiffer, yeah. he's the most are, menacing villain in this movie. Yeah, he's not he, like the craziest, but he's the yeah. most menacing. I yeah. like that he goes back and forth between. Um, he's so vocal, but he's like he doesn't do it many times. But when him and Bruce have the little meeting, oh, and yeah. Bruce kind of calls out like Cobblepot, like Crime Boss, and he just stands up and he's like, for the first time, he's pissed. And yeah. so he kind of has he has this like charismatic political fists peace hands all the time. <laughs> his but, persona, yeah. And then his like in the boardroom version of himself, and then also could be this you know murderous. I, I think just it's like cool. a sociopath. Yeah, he's cool. I uh, actually thought that that scene. Uh, I I wrote that down as something I hadn't really appreciated before, like maybe kind of an underrated part because taking notes for the show. I'm picking up parallels between this and the first movie because it's not like a direct normal sequel. But if you look at a scene like that, it's sort of like the you want to get nuts scene Mm -hmm. where Bruce is Bruce and makes no attempt to conceal that, like, I'm more than I'm leading on. You know, Uh Mm -hmm. like when he walks to Jack and he's like, I know you are and does that whole thing. And he's. Telling, I know your whole fucking backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of doing that too with Shrek and going, I'm going to fight you on this. I know that Cobblepot's behind the Red Triangle gang. Totally. And you're behind that. So it's like, I'm actively going to take you down, mm-hmm. you know. But he's, as, as soon as Catwoman walks in the room, he forgets all of that yeah, to hobble the pretty lady. He gets, walks boner, he gets boner dumbfounded. <laughs> What's going on? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to uh, use your upper head when the other ones you uh, keep saying that he's supposed to be like the master of self-control and discipline yeah for sure <laughs> but, uh, but not in this strange traumatized isolated version but that scene stood out to me for the first time as being like oh wow we're actually just watching these two great actors kind of go toe-to-toe for a second yeah. that's cool and he, he doesn't necessarily have that with devito but who? I mean, they have great scenes, uh, uh, walking, and but those those two scenes are like before he pushes Selena out the window. They have that really great face to face confrontation, and then they have that really great one with Bruce Wayne in the boardroom. They do share a lot of screen time, but I can't think if they really have like a really intense like stare down sort of thing. When he like first that. kidnaps Christopher Walken, when Penguin kidnaps Christopher Walken and brings him into the sewers, mm-hmm. and they have their little. I like, feeling I like that Penguin's scene. first line is just, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he just like, hi. hi. <laughs> but, I believe the word you're looking for ah. is, 
Oh, yeah. so, like, so fucking good. Before we go too far, there's a couple things that, well, one, I really like, it's an older movie thing, but when it starts with partial credits, like title, some of the actors, especially this one, it's it pretty much just starts with the scene, but there's like little dialogue. There's a terrible baby eating a kitty cat. It <laughs> yeah. gross sounds, and there's, you know, crying, and, and then otherwise it's just them dumping the the buggy right off the bat this one seems like instantly more burton to me yes. you know oh, du- yeah. dude's 100%. wearing like he's wearing a black suit their buggy is black they cross paths with the other one on the snowy path the and other it's, couple and about it's to dump white. their yeah. baby yeah yeah the oh, nothing to see here <laughs> yeah they changed their mind when they yeah. were <laughs> witnesses yep uh, you know the fact that the the black the buggy itself is black i think that's cool but i just like that whole scene but just starting out with some of the credits and this one, and I read something about it later that I never really thought about it or I just never noticed it, I guess. But this one has like at least twice the soundtrack that the original yeah. movie does. And uh, In terms of how often music is playing? Yeah, and just in quantity. Uh, like Not yeah, reusing cues or Yeah, not, not reusing cues and just it's almost constant. And I, I never really noticed it before, but it almost instantly starts out and there's just straight straight to elfman straight to batman music and then how frequently throughout the movie it changes i was noticing a lot even in in like later scenes batman's coming through the tunnel in his bat boat Mm -hmm. and they switch it every time and it might be like seconds at a time but yeah but it's like it's masterful uh penguin batman Penguin with the and the music, cha- yeah, and the, with the cuts and the music changes with it every time. So I was just kind of like struck by this, like, holy crap! I didn't realize that it was so constant and so changing all the time throughout the movie before. Yeah, this is probably my all-time favorite soundtrack. It's crazy because it's it takes this benchmark uh, from the original. It was so good and so epic, and puts all this nuance in there. You know, you get these other types of textures and bells and things that put you in the sort of Christmassy vibe. They somehow have this super sorrowful, sad theme for the penguin that also has a little bit of a march that's a little bit of quirk to it. But like every character has such a clearly defined score. I feel like that's super rare. If you look at like BVS, you know when Luther is on screen, because you Mm -hmm. get that awesome, super sparse piano thing happening. But for the most part, I mean, your hero gets a theme, and then the rest of it is just music. Uh This one is so clearly defined, and so suits each character, you know, with this unhinged Catwoman, and those really brittle strings, Mm -hmm. and how frantic it seems. I mean, it's just such a complete picture. I've probably spent more time listening to that one just by itself it is more of like sitting down and listening to a full album mm. that actually tells its own story you know it's it's really really something yeah, i don't remember what the numbers were but it it was like at least doubled the other one had yeah 30 minutes worth of music cut up in the movie anyways probably all those pieces were longer than that but then this one had an hour's worth at least mm. like damn it's like nonstop. The whole movie to me seems like I think Batman 89 is a better movie, mm-hmm. but this one entertains me more because it seems like there's just not only is it weirder, there's more stuff yeah. in the same vein of the music. There's, there's just constantly some kind of 
new visual thing going on or we're someplace else now. It just it's kind of relentless in that way more so than the first one was. For its time, it was like the biggest budget ever. But also, it was still of its time. And so huge blockbuster budgets weren't necessarily as much of a thing. And so mm-hmm. they still were working under constraints to get the ideas out of his head, but not go broke because they didn't know if anyone was going to buy it. And mm-hmm. so once you see, oh, the first one's done, we really want you back for a sequel. And he's going, eh, I don't know. And they're like, you can do whatever you want. Okay, I'll do mm-hmm. it. It's like, okay, stay out of my way. <laughs> I'm going to have Batman be in it for like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's mainly going to be these weirdos, these weird monster people. Circus people. people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I made note of that too, that we talked about the first one. You know, one of my favorite things about it was the sort of mysterious, smoky, swoop in and out, says nothing sort of vibe with Batman and really takes that all the way with this one because the first one had the examination of his psychology and his you know, backstory and his motivations and this one is very much like okay we know all of that here he is just swooping in and reacting to stuff but when they first introduce him it's very much that first thing i mean his first four scenes i i looked at the 45 minute mark he has had four scenes and he said almost no lines of dialogue mm-hmm. he said his parents and he's you he knows who they are. You say the first forty five minutes, but he's he's like he's gone for most of that. He's not even in most of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I mean, however many scenes you have in forty five minutes, he was in four of them. And in each one he said almost nothing. Like if you think of his his introduction, you know, you get the spotlights and then, you know, driving out there, knocking down all these clowns. He has that great stun gun clown <laughs> moment with Selena. It was so just, good. <laughs> he, and he burns that man alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the torches, worst ways to die. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But all of that, <laughs> so all of that, he never says anything. Selena talks to him. He never says anything. It's great. Real cold. I still like that quality in him so much. You By know? comparison, in this one, Bruce Wayne is like a real chatty Kathy. Yep. <laughs> it's true. He, yeah, he just says a lot of shit in this one. He's not mumbling. He just kind of rambles sometimes. Well, I guess it's generally connected to the fact that, like, Selena clearly has him off balance. And yeah. so when he's around her, he gets to not actually stuttering, just his words are just kind of. I don't want you to think I'm like. Ted Bundy or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I had problems reconciling, she had problems reconciling. And But if you call back to the first one, the scene in her apartment where he tries to tell her he's Batman, that is one of the few scenes where you're really seeing him try to open up a little bit mm-hmm. and how outside of his comfort zone that is. And he tries to start over like three times. He's like... Okay, you know how a normal couple gets up and... You You're know, married? Listen. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <sighs> you know, and so he's like really trying to just form a sentence. Mm-hmm. And that comes through, I feel like, in his moments with Selena because those are the only times he's not playing some version of himself, you know. That's my favorite stuff in this movie. I, I honestly could use one less villain. Mm-hmm. So as much as I like Danny DeVito in this, I think he could probably take the penguin out. Really? Just have Christopher Walken be the main villain, mm. and then give me another half an hour of Walken runs for mayor. No, something? I don't want any of that stuff. I want another half an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, he runs for mayor, or he so has the, some shill, mm-hmm. but like not a big important character. Yeah, but another thirty minutes of Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle 
awkwardly dating and not realizing <laughs> that they're like enemies sort of because like, that's my favorite stuff that scene when they're yeah. they're on their date and like they're trying to cover their wounds yeah and they're yeah. just weirdos I really really like the that the end of that scene when they each go to Alfred yeah, and separately just, say oh, the same thing want, yeah. but the, the way it ends is perfect Alfred where she's like you know can you just think of a Dirty limerick or a yeah, joke or something. Yeah. And he goes, one has just sprung to mind. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of my face. I've got it covered, okay? I loved that. I like that Shrek's company logo is like a Japanese animal character. It's a big it's a cat, isn't it? Yeah, oh, so, something. Like a yeah, it's like a weird bobblehead. Yeah, it's just like a weird huge mouth kitty what do you face. Mean something? It's it's definitely a cat. She puts her face like in the glass and it's like around her face. I didn't think about that. Yeah. The city itself to me in this one, every place, but especially the city, seems less real. It still looks good, but it feels more like just a couple sets. I think the Batmobile scenes feel more like the first one. Mm. It's a little grimier, sort of like the car chase Joker cars. One, it feels like there's more space, but all the other scenes when they're outside in the city, you can't really see the sky. You don't even see distinct buildings. It's just like big concrete. A lot of it just revolves around that plaza area Mm. because they just revisit that area. The tree lighting and all that. Which is maybe the first time we also see the big bald buff statues which is <laughs> yes. which we'll see later <laughs> yeah, 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 which I'm totally into <laughs> well you know you could say that that is the equivalent of the monarch theater in the first one it's like okay we have a Gotham City but it's also just this one area this mm-hmm. concentrated back to the future courtyard exactly well, sure. and if you're if you're creating a space if this is all set up in some sound studio and you're not filming in a city then you don't have the benefit of just shooting scenes wherever you want to make locations feel different. Walking yeah. down this like, alley or that uh, one. Yeah, you just have to figure out how to shoot shots differently to make the same street not look like the same street or something. Yeah, I think it's cool because you you don't know exactly how much time has passed between them. You know, really the only reference he makes, I think he mentions Vicky twice, once to Alfred and once to Selena, but mm-hmm. you get a sense that this is either a better part of town or Gotham has actually started to turn around mm-hmm. since shutting down Joker, who basically killed off half the mob, <laughs> you know, and... Did and his job for him. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to see a little more prosperity because, it, I mean, it's the holiday season. The other one was very much a dreary fall sort of organized crime-focused sort of thing, and this one is you're seeing people out in the streets and with shopping bags, not with, like, trench coats and, like, ducking muggers and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, it, it had a much different almost affluence to it that wasn't in the first one sure kind of interesting just to think of if if that's an impact of him doing his job well or if this is just i don't care how much it has to do with the first one sort of thing i think that's a lot of it. i mean this movie to me looks more kind of in the same vein of tim burton going like or them saying to him yeah you can do it you can do whatever you want i don't care yeah. this just being much more of a tim burton movie like mm. the long overhead shot of the icy gardens that reminded me of oh i um, love that like Edward Scissorhands yeah. and those yes. kind of things. Yeah. Just the whole... The, the cemetery. Yeah, there's more of that stuff, like the 60s kind of retro, everything. Well, and, and this guy, Bo Welch, that took over when Anton first died, he had been a Burton collaborator in the past. And so when we say it's more Burton, it's literally because he has more of his team, you know, from Scissorhands and... Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting a little more of his signature style because mm-hmm. it's more of his team. It's quirkier and more odd. Actually, I was reading about there being just a, a Sam Ham script because he gets a story credit but not a screenplay. And 
I found it on the internet. I downloaded it the other day. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But he has uh, talked about getting Daniel Waters from Heather's because they, I guess there was some more like Catwoman and Penguin steal treasure or you know <laughs> shit like yeah, that. Yeah. And he wanted it to be a little more sinister, you mm-hmm. know. And so he brings in this you know <laughs> super dark dude to come in and do the rewrites. Which how about we have a little kid in a cage? Eating a cat alive. <laughs> How about that? Well, instead? Audience will love this. Like the general plot of Penguin's plan, you know. Mm. I mean, from kill the kids. Uh, but and again, <laughs> just because. And again, <laughs> yeah. from from the beginning when um, they're laying out character motivations, I mean, he doesn't just flip and go do that plan. That was his plan A. Shrek's mayor yeah, yeah. shit was his. Okay, I'll be mayor. That's plan Infinite B. Infinite Tang. Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah, put this yeah. child murder on hold. Exactly. <laughs> I, but like you see him in the Hall of Records going through all this shit. Right that's off, what's right on his bedside when yeah. when Catwoman comes to his place. Those are not for prying eyes, you know. It's like so, this is what he wanted to do all along. This was his big fucking revenge, you know. And and for that to be the main storyline of a Batman movie. I don't think could get made now. It's so fucking evil, and I just love it. It's perfect. I mean, what would a person who was neglected for 30-some years of their life, they're not going to come out soft or with empathy or whatever. They're going to, I'm going to ruin you as much as you ruined me. Yeah. I noticed how many times he returns to that, too, because Shrek isn't really trying to distract him. Shrek doesn't actually know about his plan. But right off the bat, he's in the Hall Records. Later on, when he pitches him the mayoral stuff, Penguin's kind of like, he's kind of digging it. But then he's just like, no, 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 no. And there's a couple different times where he's semi-distracted. And then he's like, no, no, no. Back to... Like, Main plan. Yeah. Or, this other one isn't working. I yeah, somebody tries to interrupt him upstairs or something. And he's like, I can't be disturbed right now. He's like, he's really working on this. He's hyper-focused on killing all these children. And again, how I say you could probably take Penguin out of this movie. Not because Danny DeVito did a bad job, but because it already has so much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Along those same lines, both he and Catman... Catwoman there. Um, Catman. <laughs> Penguin and Catman. Penguin and Catman. And Batman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all Jews. Batman, <laughs> Goldberg. Uh, Bruce Batman. Yeah. Bateman. There you go. That, uh, their, their origins are insane a little bit. And for Catwoman, I like how she comes out of it. I like the way Michelle Pfeiffer plays Catwoman. I think she's spot on. Mm. Yeah. Danny DeVito's Penguin is... He's just a monster, and he does it really well. But that's not when I think of Penguin. I think of him more like, more more like the Max Shrek character, like a yeah. corrupt, but not yeah. not a monster who wants to eat children. Who, like the Earth insane. One Penguin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's disfigured still. I don't know. He's like a functioning <laughs> human. Yeah, classy. Yeah, yeah, evil yeah. but classy. One of the things I like that that'd be a great fucking T-shirt or something <laughs> right there. Classy. Uh, but uh, one of the things I I liked most about the show Gotham was their portrayal of penguin as someone who is you know he had a like a minor deformity or whatever but he really was just kind of power hungry and that was his whole thing and there's little bits of that in this penguin but he really is more than anything he's just like a weird tim burton monster Mm -hmm. and even with the way he started so i say with both catwoman and penguin so catwoman gets knocked out of catman catman gets knocked out a window and then she survives the fall partially because like awnings broke it. Yeah. But then also her kid, her cat. What a great her- scene, by the way, just of of the the whiplash <laughs> through yeah. the. Fu- yeah. Oh my god. Also like it's a great the, shot. The pow 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 and the slapping through him, but then she hit. It's a really quick edit, and she goes boom, hits the ground, and then goes oh, 
and like yeah. exhales at the same time, like, like a little steam comes momentary out of her mouth. release. Yeah, like oh, <gasps> that hurt. Yeah, I think it's awesome. But then her cat and her cat's orgy buddies come and lick her back to life, sort of. Yeah, in the same way. So a baby, so which wouldn't we all like? To <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> favorite part. A baby is thrown in the sewer and found by abandoned penguins. Yeah, and somehow who lick him lives to life? <laughs> at all? It, somehow it lives just, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's their insane starting points. Well, we don't know how long the circus was down there. <laughs> what did they? I wonder what they did to make all the cats get all over her. <laughs> like, you know, rub little salt water remember. things on her. It's just yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. what she take a catnip bath or something? Yeah, maybe <laughs> they're all just licking the. Uh, also, I like how none of the cats are really being mean to her, except for that orange one at the end. Yeah, yeah everybody else is like, "Hey, come on, wake up!" And that, the other one's like, la, 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 la. That's one of the things in this movie, like the Joker melting, that's burned into my head from childhood. Is that cat chewing on her? Yeah, yeah that's gross. Oh, stop it, kitty! <laughs> her eyes rolling back in her head. Yeah. yeah. Now I will disagree with you on this because as much as. They're all so iconic, and I, I love the Selena character in the beginning and how disheveled and... Uh, she has glasses kind of, and frizzy hair. Well, yeah, but she actually plays it really well. It's a good, like, corn dog comic relief. <laughs> yeah, corn, corn dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, corn dog, corn dog. I, I think she did a great job. Obviously, the way she plays Catwoman is fucking amazing and timeless, but for me, Penguin is the movie. DeVito is the heart of the movie. I mean, I, I, the fact that they can make you at times even feel for a guy like that and someone who's so diabolical, so hideous to appearance, and I can't get enough screen time from DeVito in mm-hmm. this movie. His sounds and the ooze and the, the V. Neal makeup and Stan Winston and all the stuff that goes into his whole fucking look is just uh, amazing, but his performance is one of the greatest villains to me in anything i mean he is just such a full transformation and i think that his origin being a footnote at the 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 cold open scene Uh makes him more believable in this world to me than the whole cat revival scene that's one of the only things i dislike about the movie him being uh, because along the lines of uh Selena, like I love everything about Catman, Cat, what fucking man, Catman in this movie. The uh, only thing I have an issue with is just that it's like some kind of weird supernatural cat revival. Yeah, I, and everything else is awesome, thing and, and so it's the same thing with yeah. the penguin. I don't dislike the portrayal of the penguin, just yeah. or even that he was tossed into the sewer as a baby. Yeah, it's that penguins rescued him. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep throwing you in the sewer, and you keep coming back. <laughs> I know. But call me Swamp Thing. It's those. Uh, it's just those little two elements of both of their backstories that are so insane that they're just they're extremely strange to me. Yeah. Again, I think that we just compartmentalizing. Yeah, yeah. Just compartmentalizing his before the title credits, and then you don't really have to think too much about it later helps. Or that the cats, hers on yeah, screen. The, the cats the licking her back to life like, gives her like awesome powers martial arts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I love the way that she. Snaps and has that whole breakdown, destroying her apartment yeah, and all she, of that mm-hmm. shit is so she's amazing good. in this movie. So fucking good. But yeah, if there was a way to get from A to B without that thing, then it, it would have been weird. Perfect. Which weird isn't bad, but it, it it's it's strange. And that's part of the thing which makes this movie story wise not as strong as the first one because it is a little more all over the place. Yeah, has a little more fantasy, which is fine, but in a very real 
world otherwise. So Well, it's like having her be a mousy secretary who's like pushed around and overlooked mm. and then be almost murdered is supposed to make her parallel to Batman. And on the strength of her performance, I believe it. Because, again, that's my favorite stuff in this movie is just the two of them interacting yeah. outside of their costumes. And she sells it, but I don't believe it that it's like she's the same messed up that Batman is. They didn't sell her origin to me. Well, well yeah, I unless mean, she just knocked her head so hard that it altered her personality entirely, uh, I guess. But I think that that is clear in her actions, too, because she is not a vigilante out for justice. She very much is doing things to fuck with Shrek yeah, and she wants his business. <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a more simple motivation of like oh you tried to kill me i <laughs> realized this fucking you know shell i've been living in and uh i'm not gonna fucking let you do this to me anymore and so yeah that obviously manifests in a crazy tim burton way but when you break it down it's i don't know it makes sense to me she doesn't like she's that gray area she's only after one person uh, mm. otherwise you know in their scenes it's like they're similar enough. They're just a little bit damaged. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because even though she is otherwise very different from traditional Catwoman, yeah. that's basically the same. She's not evil. She's not trying to kill children or mm. murder no. a bunch of people. Yeah, She's just a little on the other side of the law from Batman, but kind of the same thing. So, yeah, and yeah. she's only really teaming up with Penguin, not knowing the extent of what he's doing. I mean, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie she sees the cost of teaming up with him and goes... You're talking about when the ice princess gets you knocked said, up? Yeah. You said you were going to scare the ice princess. <laughs> she, she looked pretty yeah, scared That's me. awesome. <laughs> oh my God, that's good. But, you know, it's clear that she didn't intend for that and you can see the kind of disgust on her face in that, in that interaction of, of like, uh, you just are a fucking monster. Like, I might stab people's eyeballs out in the, in the alleys. <laughs> that was my traumatic childhood scene. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not just, like, kidnapping random innocent people and knocking them off buildings. Yeah, yeah. she's not a sadist. Exactly. Plus, he kind of gets chauvinistic on her with his, uh, his fantasy about, you know, living in the mayor's mansion and her serving yeah. him and stuff like that. Yeah. So between the whole, like, she's killed like, the lady and, just, and I'm not here to be your... Hard pass, Penguin. I'm not interested. No, thank women you. impressed by men. Thing. Everything about his character, though, is so fucking good. Like, the way that they come out of that little fantasy and she's like I wouldn't touch you to scratch you yeah. he just instantly goes Minx. you sent out all the signals yeah. <laughs> hooks her he sends her away and goes go to heaven you yeah, know, like, yeah. it's just a flip of a switch really he's like he's oh okay well fuck her. you you're yeah. dead he's the total nice guy I love that you sent out all the signals <gasps> you sent all the signals <laughs> you know it's funny look at me I'm, I'm so, so desirable yeah. I'm the guy dude wait that was actually so <laughs> one of my notes was that penguins whole I am not an animal I am a human being. My name is Oswald. You know, and then going back and forth on that thing is such a like 2019 sort of identity crisis character mm. to have. Like, if if you release this movie now, you would have people who were mad that it paralleled other social glorifying incels. Yeah, freaking penguin the incel. Um, yeah, any kind of things. Maybe it's the 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 right wingers who don't like Star Wars because they got black people and women as if they never had black people and women in the originals. But I mean. 
I, I'm just looking at that going like, oh, well, you have this person who's wrestling with his identity. That could be parallel to trans issues or other, other things like mm-hmm. that, you know? Hmm. If that came out now, it would still be relevant. And then if you also look at what you're saying with the, like, <laughs> fucking, you're so hot, I want to fuck you. No response. I hope you die, bitch. You're an evil <laughs> slut. You know, it's like, whoa. Oh, what the fuck? It's a hard and, right turn. And yeah, and so yeah, Penguin does have a lot of uh, perhaps unintended social commentary <laughs> written into him. It's funny. I like that it's just DeVito's acting and it makes Penguin look a little more unhinged and kind of multifaceted. But he has these times where he's like super composed when he's addressing the press and stuff, mm. he goes and visits it, which I think is kind of cool because he gets like borderline Shakespearean drama actor and stuff. Uh. The way he like puffs his chest out and throws his head back and stuff. And the uh, glory of Gotham. Yeah, I was their number one son, and they treated, <laughs> treated me, me like, like number two. two. <laughs> like never got that as a child, yeah, yeah. but in my twenties, I loved it. Got it. Uh, that he seems he's so composed in those moments, only to be counterbalanced by mowing down on some disgusting fish and yeah. biting a guy's <laughs> nose and stuff on it. Yeah, just like grunting and like... That's can't. a little more like what I think of when I think of Penguin. They hit it in those kind of moments uh-huh. when he's speaking yeah. to the crowds mm-hmm. like that. He goes from being like a really good orator to like an, just an animal instead. I think it's cool. It's interesting too that you have a character who has like a secret master plan sort of thing who voluntarily becomes a public figure and so normally this would be a sort of puppet master who wants to be unseen and here you have someone who is sort of courting the press to create a positive narrative while he's doing this other shit behind the scenes he's desperate for attention Mm. yeah and so you wonder like is this because when he shows and crashes a Max Rex party that's clearly just an act of desperation, you know. Everybody hates him already now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but originally he's doing this with the press. You know, Shrek's asked him to be this figure, and he says in the beginning, you are a well-respected monster. I am to date not. not. So he wants that adulation, but he also wants this revenge. So I'm wondering, is this intended to be a secret thing that happens and they don't know, or is this supposed to be like, okay, I got you all in my hand, but now I'm going to take the credit for, you know, all these murders or whatever. Oh, as if like, like that, you know, in the middle of it, the game plan would be to do his evil plan to steal the children, but no one know it was him. Yeah, because I mean... In addition to being mayor. Uh, mm. It's, it's kind of weird. Who, who does this? You, you uh. kind of have him, this duality of, of yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do all this shit because I want to be in front of the cameras and I want to be loved. But that doesn't necessarily go with this other thing. So I, I do wonder what was his end game. Unlimited with that. Poontang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number I was one like, goal. well, I guess before I get the electric chair, <laughs> I uh, can spend some time with. I'm like, and you are the hottest young person a role model could have. Yeah. Here. He's such a creep. Wear a button. Uh, you know, oh God. <laughs> man, looking at men, that part where he pulls him downstairs and he's just wearing those disgusting like onesie pajama things, he looks so gross to me. Uh, on my my neck of figure. <laughs> on my neck of figure, that's what he's wearing and I love it. Man. Looks, <laughs> it looks disgusting. so gross. Uh, yeah. He tells Shrek, what you put on your 
<laughs> what you put in your toilet, I place on uh, my mantle. Yes. So, but that just makes me picture like a fireplace and a mantle full of turds. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the shape of this yeah. one. <laughs> That's not his That's most like Shakespearean number one moment. trophy. <laughs> Hugest turd. I love that part where he hands him the hand. You know, because he does that thing. Ah. Like, look, I'm Fred's hand. Yeah. You know, does that whole thing, and then at the end is like, you won't regret this, Mister Shrek, and sticks out his hand to shake, and lets go, and it's the dead guy's hand. Like, <laughs> that is so fucking good. Like, I, I actually just made a list of all the like disgusting fucking things that happened in this movie. That was chief amongst them. Of like, wow, that is uh, very gnarly. Yeah, that's that's a lot. The tic tac toe eye stabbing thing. That, as a kid, was really pretty harsh. Uh, you don't see a lot of characters in these movies draw actual blood, uh-huh. you know, but just scraping a dude's face and stabbing his eyeballs is yeah. pretty intense. And then um, telling the victim that she was asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're always uh, waiting for some <laughs> Batman to save you. I like that sh- that shot in particular. Um, the things that that actors don't do and and Michelle Pfeiffer isn't doing back flips to exit that alley. You don't yeah. know that. But okay. She trained a lot. No, it's entirely movie. possible that she did. But it's no, cut into you it's can... cut into two shots anyways. <laughs> but the the fact that you in that one in particular, you gotta kinda sell it. So that shot ends with her just like ha! And just like, <laughs> she's like she just has to like throw herself back, but then it cuts to body out shot, you know, but yeah. she has to sort of just like chuck herself backwards. She like out lands of on a beanbag chair. Yeah, yeah, it just it looks funny to me but Clearly, you're not doing that whole thing, but at least that's the way they chose to edit it because they could have just dialogue stopped, backflips, and you would just, okay, she just backflipped out of yeah, that conversation. Cool. I, yeah. I don't remember if they did it in that scene, but I'm pretty sure they did it in the one where she blows up the Shrek building. But if you look closely at the actual stunt sequence, she's not wearing those stilettos. Mm. Uh, oh. It's like, I, I think it's something else. Um, because how can you fucking do those flips? Back handsprings like with that, stilettos. You know, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Uh, but in uh, a severe brain injury will give you the ability to do that oh, in stilettos. Yeah, yeah. So it's the key. It's going to hit your head, fall yeah. out a building or something. Yeah. And uh, the the other great thing about that scene in the alleyway is uh, as she's introduced, she does this just amazing Michael Keaton-style voice change as mm. you see her really mm. embodying that and I mean she sort of says it when she first gets dressed but you're not actually seeing her fully and uh, I, I thought God it's such a just great character introduction yeah. kind of gritty but seductive sort of thing she does is fucking amazing that's why I want more of her in yeah. this movie low low uh, smoky yeah smoky exactly it's uh, great that scene when we talked in the last episode about having an awareness when we were younger or our introduction to stuff, this was the same kind of thing to me where I totally didn't watch it when I came out, but I remember that whole line about like, I'm woman, hear me roar being a big thing when I was a young person. Like, I don't know what the crap people are talking about, but it was like a real, uh, a feminist anthem. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, definitely remember, seeing this as a kid it was not something that came to me later because i was so obsessed with the first one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i remember getting the vhs for christmas i don't remember if i saw it in the summer or not honestly but um uh, yeah i remember getting the vhs for christmas and you know some of these 
really gnarly scenes just stand out to me in a major way. Like the, the nose, nose biting. Yeah, that stands, yeah. The nose that stands out to me too. The nose was huge. I mean, it's a classic scene. It's fucking wonderful. My childhood memory of it is like he does that and then that's when everyone's like, oh, this guy's nuts. But then watching it again now, it's like, no, Christopher Walken just says, okay, everybody back to work. <laughs> Let's I get this guy out of here. Let's make I love, I love that shot with like how often he does the peace hands, like <laughs> fist pump stuff. Also, how did everybody set up that whole campaign office without Oswald having any idea. They just renovated the entire bottom floor of that building. He was so into hanging out with yeah, his circus he was, buddies he was upstairs. So grossed in, in the children murder oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is, is that, I mean, he, you could see him going through his lists, and when he's coming up there, he's like, I'd much rather not be disturbed now. And yeah. Wearing gross pajamas, practicing his <laughs> grunting. Yeah, I mean, he's not dressing, he's not eating, he's obsessed with his work, he's Howard Hughes. You know? yeah. So, like, he's, he's going through something. <laughs> But yeah, the nose biting, the things they do to go back and forth between his literal animalistic side is kind of great. Like as much as I didn't like the literal bat swinging in the first one, uh, and I don't like the the literal cat stuff in this one. The literal fish eating might be a bit much in this one. I don't know. Did he really eat a fish? Is he just yeah? Ugh. Yeah, Devito loved it. Uh, I was <laughs> just watching interviews with him last night on YouTube, uh, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I always like sushi, but we got, <laughs> I got fresh." Lo- oh man, he's like, "My mouth is watering just thinking about Gross. it." Uh, I don't know. I thought it worked really well the way that that character was written. I think when you take someone who's just a normal person and transform her into something else, then all the cat shit is kind of weird. But when you take this thing who is not wearing a costume, who is that, that weird yeah. and was not raised with much human interaction, I mean, I I get it. You know, you ever see like a cat who was raised with dogs and you see it act like dogs or something? You're like, mm-hmm. it happens. Well, they even talk about it in the movie in the one of the final fight scenes with Penguin versus Batman. And he's like, you're just pretending to be a freak. Yeah. I yeah, am a yeah, freak. Yeah, yeah. And Batman's like, yeah, I guess you're right. That was a good line. <laughs> right you are. Pity Because <laughs> I'm a genuine freak and you got to wear a mask. A mask, yeah. Oh, one thing. Was there any exterior shots of Wayne Manor in 89? I don't remember. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I just pretty couldn't. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're uh, different houses this time. In the Yeah, in the I very beginning. It might have like, been a miniature, actually, in the first one. Okay. Yeah, and this one it's it's just, it's like a uh, thirteen-story building, but has the uh, footprint of a <laughs> like two-bedroom house. <laughs> it's not quite a skyscraper, but giant bat signal mirrors to somehow catch Man, the bat signal. I, 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 I really like that a lot. the The whole mirror thing is whatever. I just think that shot is cool. His face looks. He's like got a real blue steel. Uh, like stands up and he's like rocking the turtlenecks yeah. again, and that's good. This but, is the, good. Yeah, the way, but the way he like <laughs> just picturing his face the way he like turns into it and stands yeah, yeah. up and, and then I, I like this sideways shot too where it's you know him on the left with the light coming through the window that's like that's, the, that's a shot they've used in Batman comics that's usually mm-hmm. when the bat would fly through the window uh, and him have the oh, inspiration yeah. oh a bat is what I need to be yeah, or do because totally. you've seen him suit up and we do watch that happen but to see him just like the switch go off in <gasps> his head of like i I'm putting the mask on right now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I have, okay, uh, game face sort of thing. The signal. Um, but, you know, in, similar with that. Should be on patrol, Batman. Why are you sitting in your chair <laughs> yeah, waiting for a bug. light? Go out there and stop some muggings. Fuck. But that thing where, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the, turtleneck off. the bat lights or the cats or 
stuff. There's another one that I never really thought much about before, and that was the lawn dart. Like, was he walking around with an umbrella full of bats? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. How? Just shake it. So like, to take off. Like Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Did she wrap the cat in the box? It's like shaking all around like crazy. I was just picturing like, okay, when did he put them in there? How do you stuff them all in without the other ones coming out? How are they contained? How did no one notice as he's walking around with an umbrella full of bats? They're totally chill with just hanging out in there. The Bat Cave looks like it got some super upgrades. I yeah, like all the I Bat like Cave like shots in this one. There's yeah. one later where Alfred and, and Bruce are just kind of like on opposite sides with just sort of this. It's not even a bridge because they don't even connect. They just have yeah. it's like this cool like when cliff the peak. Invitation. In the, uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A resounding no. Uh, that's awesome. And this, uh, the fucking like spiteful piece them back together as yeah. it walks away. Oh, like yeah. the, <laughs> He's like, actually. Yeah, on second thought. <laughs> Selena Kyle might be there. <laughs> Damn it, like, Bruce. You motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, there were a couple things I wanted to point out. Another similarity with uh, the first one is the whole Joker getting on TV and I've taken off my makeup. Presenting him as a good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Let me, himself let's as a good see guy. if you can take off yours. And, and I am baiting Batman to appear in a public place to prove you are the enemy. And the second tree lighting. Well, yeah, Penguin does that on TV exactly the same. Totally. And I pray that Batman, you know, will Mm -hmm. preserve the peace, you know. That fucking happens, clearly. And then you get the the Ice Princess framing. And so they're they're very similarly drawing him out Hmm. like they did in the first one, which I thought was interesting. Something that I hadn't really considered before is if you think about this was kind of the beginning of the end for the 90s Batman franchise because this is when you start to get backlash, which then informs how the next ones are made Mm -hmm. and the tone changes and whatever. And so when Begins came out, it was kind of like no one really knew what to expect. Uh I was there on opening night, but I was also like, I don't know. It I was, didn't even know they were making another Batman movie. Really? I, I just, see. I was a I, fan. It surprised of, me in theaters. I was a fan of Nolan from Memento and Insomnia. So I mean, I was I was familiar, but when that came out and it was that fucking good, it really changed things and it kind of reinvigorated stuff because I don't think you would have. I mean, sure, you wouldn't have that or MCU or any of the stuff without '89, but I also don't think you would have this world we have now without what Nolan did. Yeah, because the series died. Yes. The series was dead as far as mainstream audiences were concerned. Yeah, and then when I'm thinking about this, watching this movie, there's a lot of things from Returns that ended up in Begins, and I never really noticed this before. Catwoman, Bruce Wayne Um, at the party together. uh, Well, that was in Rises, but yes, and I, I always appreciated that little nod, but the scene where the Ice Princess goes off the roof Batman puts out his, like, now rigid cape and <laughs> flies deal. down, yeah. right? Okay. Batman in the Narrows, and the Scarecrow gas is everywhere, and he's flying over. You know, he's, like, attached to the, the subway train car mm-hmm. as it's mm-hmm. going by. He's flying over everybody, and they're running around screaming just like they were right then. I was like, oh, shit, I never noticed that before. Hmm. 
the bat missile, as they called it, when the Batmobile comes apart to go through that alleyway. Like a little monocycle. Which, by the way, it should not be able to turn like that. It's but, not the bat wiener. Um, no, but oh. that that could no, it is easily okay, yeah. he says. <laughs> that could easily be the inspiration to put the bat pod in the tumbler. Yeah, you know? I don't think yeah. that's coincidental. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, and um, talking about weird city stuff, like what's up with that little alleyway that he shoots the bat wiener through? Anyways, why are those? Poorly designed. Yeah, yeah very well, poorly designed city. That, that structure is <laughs> <laughs> to then continue in, as another road on the other side of it. Yeah. I just love that the cops kept driving for us. <laughs> no, we we'll could just make push it. the other one through. <laughs> it's very much like something you'd see on the animated series. <laughs> yeah. where, you know, where everyone just piles up like that. You should always have that much faith in yourself that, like, well, those three guys didn't make it through, but maybe I could still push through. <laughs> but then, uh, script-wise, there was something else in that. You know, it's it's sort of a common thing to do, but when you have these callback lines, the one character says the mistletoe can be deadly, and then at the end another character says it, and not just a callback, but that callback is used, again, by the scene partner instead of the same person, Yeah, and it's used to reveal the identity of Batman. I like that. Okay. They reveal their so, identities to each other. Yeah. Yes, that yes. Yeah. So, so that, that line is being used in that way. That technique is being used in that way. Then if you think about the Rachel Dawes thing, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. He uses the callback with the female lead to reveal his secret identity. Hmm. You know? So I thought, wow, that's cool that they actually use the same technique as the reveal. That's just because Christopher Nolan is unoriginal. He's a hack. <laughs> Christopher Nolan created Batman. <laughs> yeah. Him and uh, Bob Kane. Yep. <laughs> there was no mention of another guy. And, but yeah, I, I just thought all those little things, and maybe there's more in the, the Burton verse that uh, That's cool. popped out later, but those were ones that I had never really considered before as sort of informing where it went. Yeah. Well, if, it seems like with the Nolan movies, he definitely read more Batman comic books in preparation for him. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think he would have made those movies. I mean, obviously, he would not have made those movies without these movies. Yeah. But I think that's the real like motivation behind the Christopher Nolan movies is these movies. He's a, he, he made more informed Batman stories, mm. but he really was like, I love these old Batman movies. You yeah. got to get it back on track. Yeah. I want to do something that's at least sort of a tribute to those. I like that the Ice Princess, even in falling off the building, still turns the tree on. I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she pushes the button, and then the lights go yeah, on. <laughs> she's devoted to her work. I wonder if she got more work after this or if she struggled, because she played dumb so well uh-huh. mm. that sometimes when you do that, you run the risk of people not taking you seriously. Thinking that you are dumb in real life. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, get sh- pigeonholed as a stupid person all the time. <laughs> she was so spot... Like, Accurately. Just, that, <laughs> that little <laughs> scene, though, where, uh, you know, he's like, talent scout, you know? Mm. Oh, hello! Oh. You know, just like, she plays dumb so well. <laughs> yeah. The lights go on, and then I push yeah. the button. Wait. No. I push the button, and then... The yeah. Light. <laughs> it's so complicated. She's in the next Batman movie. Something that she already did, too. (laughs) Yeah, 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 earlier in the movie. Batman blows up the crap out of that big guy with the dynamite bomb in this one. Love it. Yeah, he doesn't care at all. This Batman is way tougher than the Batman in the last movie. You think? Yeah, they... I think so. Him fighting... When he fights people, I buy it this time, the way you were describing it in the first one, that it's like, Mm -hmm. no, he waits for his moment, and he's he's a master. In this one, I believe that. 
people come up to him and he just like one shot knocks people out with a punch and yeah. it looks intentional. It doesn't look like a guy in a big hard to maneuver rubber suit. It looks like a guy who was waiting for the right moment. Yeah, I think that sequence where the the burn baby burn sequence where they're in the streets mm-hmm. with the clowns taking on people from all sides and even does that like spin around thing. I yeah. thought that was really sold very well. Yeah, I believe this guy as a guy who fights well. And then they completely the ruined it with the fucking dog. <laughs> it's God Tim Burton. It. You gotta be quirky and goofy God and weird. It. I love the very first shot where he like takes how did out it get to two the, feet on the ground like i oh <laughs> with the poodle he's taking out no, everyone's uh, hands and then yeah, yeah. he programmed the poodle in the targeting the poodle was the next target to be hit was it on there <laughs> i don't, I don't think it's enough to catch it yeah there's a dog silhouette <laughs> i mean i yeah i uh, like he takes out the guys with the batmobile right off the bat and then he hops out and he just like backhands one of those big head skull guys yes. uh, one i like how it looks because his stupid huge head that just <laughs> yeah. looks funny to me but just the fact that he's just boom and that's it yeah. those guys are awesome looking I, those are like those my are favorite great. characters in this the uh the penguin henchman who steals the baby is max dad from it's always sunny in philadelphia oh shit yeah, uh, I, I was like that guy looks familiar to, to me yeah what you said though about when he gets out of the batmobile and he knocks the clown guy he lets another one drive right by him he can't and get then, like, I, as much as I love that scene, watching this whole shit with a critical lens for this show, the whole interaction with Selena, he takes out the one guy, and he just stands there. They gotta talk. And in terms, no, but he says nothing. He just well, they gotta, they he gotta talk with their eyeballs. <laughs> and then, in terms of like everything going on around, and the people running scared, and all of the people, I mean, yeah, sure, he ran down a good portion of them, but like, there were a lot of them. There's still and, stuff going on. And now he's just standing there. So, like, in terms of that moment, it sort of feels like a half an hour. You know, it's like seconds, but come on, man. There's people getting He probably feels everywhere. like he, he met his quota for the day. <laughs> I, and I punched so, eight yeah, guys. He, yeah, yeah, so he's out of there. He's clocking. My hand out. hurts. He's like, look at this weird girl. I kind of like her. <laughs> well, well, yeah, wanna, it says he can't resist. You even, look even at each other I'm picturing her in latex. <laughs> I like the cable on the wall. Pulling the chunk yeah. into that dude. Also, I noticed that that character has black on his lips, and it doesn't go up all the way, but he's got a shape around his mouth that actually looks like the Bat logo. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I really like pretty much everything about that interaction and the way that she shocks him again on the ground, and somehow he screams. Mm. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's also a callback to 89 when they're in the museum, and Batman sticks out his arm, Joker thinks he's going to get shot at, and it shoots out the side, and that's how he swings mm. out of the room. Fake, Fake out. out it's, yeah. yeah, it's one of those where Jinx <laughs> <laughs> shoots over the guy's shoulder, you know. I don't like that Penguin is from a circus, because it just felt like more clown stuff. Yeah. Which I don't mind with the Joker, but in the same vibe as that this is not quite the Penguin that I'm familiar with, so that he has a bunch of clowns as his henchmen yeah. is a bit much for me. It's and again, it feels more like a Tim Burton thing. Like, I don't... Clowns scare me, so... You think it would have been better suited to have, like, a mob tie, like the first movie, and, and keep it a little more grounded? Yeah, because Joker's henchmen's henchmen, Catmen, were, <laughs> were a mix of, like, crazy weirdos and, like, tough guys. He should have had more crazy circusy people and give Penguin the guys with black glasses because he's more power-hungry and he's... He's the weirdo, but his crew isn't a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, he should have just had his penguins do all of his errands for him, <laughs> which just is insane. Nonstop penguins, <laughs> nonstop penguins attacking the city. All right, so I'm going to skip a few things here on my list. I will mention that I did not know 
Burton and Waters, the writer, had developed a solo Catwoman feature with Pfeiffer attached. I read that, too. This was as late as 95. It said they turned in the script for it the day that Forever came out. And so even though he was off of Batman, he was still going to do this. I had no fucking clue about that. That would have been good. One of my favorite parts of this movie is... Catwoman going in for the kiss and then just licking his face. Yeah. I like how she licks his nose. Yeah. From the bottom of the chin. Yeah, she takes it all the way to the nose. She is so good in this movie. Did it make you twitch? Yeah. A lot of it. A lot. Yeah. Actually, I have a freeze frame of her just licking his mouth. Stop right there. There's a weird shot in that fight. He goes over the edge of the building. She whip saves him and he's hanging off by the whip and then tosses the acid at her. And she like falls backwards onto this slope, and he but is then, magically above her. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he's but he's below her, and then she slides, and then he catches her. Unless she <laughs> unless she slipped down to where he is currently, then it doesn't make a lot. But of it sense doesn't to look me. like that. No, yeah, it doesn't I, look I, like that. I at agree. All. And one thing I would like more in this movie is there's a little too much full. It's funny because so many people complain that the movie's too black and too dark but like for me there could be a little more smoke and grappling hooks uh just a little more smoke and grappling hooks not everything and just brightly lit i mean it's not all brightly lit but like you know there would be times where only 10 percent of him is visible in the first movie you know Mm. Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah that's the batman i like he's not very in the shadows or very smoke and mirrors this is not a batman just shot up you know he should have shot up to do like if you had one tiny frame of him swinging up there, yeah. it, that shot would make a lot more sense. But it's almost like they were it's like cutting, a longer scene cut cutting down. for time or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and again, like that scene where they're fighting up there is is really good because it shows. At first, he's kind of like I mean, in his head, he's going, "This is fucking hot." What Dude. the fuck? Right? My life is so empty, but this and is she's really coming great. at him right, and so he's kind of getting knocked around a bit. But when he snaps out of it, he very easily goes block, block, down. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not, he's not getting his ass kicked here. He's just having a good time with his lady he's friend. He's trying to figure out <laughs> what the fuck out. he thinks of, of this situation. <laughs> you know, like, okay, how do I handle this? Because if I go that way, I'm definitely not going to get laid. If I go this way, <laughs> well, you know. he, he gets home and he pulls the claw out of his side. And Alfred's like, did that hurt? And he's like looking at it longingly, and he's like, "No, nah, not really." Yeah. The, in the very beginning of that, he makes this like, <sighs> and it makes <laughs> me think of the Peter Griffin stuff. <sighs> 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 That's uh, funny. That seems like an example. Another one too, where it's not that he's getting his ass whooped; it's that he's thrown off by the whole Selena situation. Yeah. And it's all in his head, and maybe that's making him make mistakes because he's just slipping on the whole thing. Yeah, which and I really like. For sure. and Because I can't think... We were talking about him being a... He does seem like more of a badass fighter in this one. And I can't really think that she must be so much more of a good fighter to actually whoop his ass all the time. That's, so, but that's a problem of this movie, again, not explaining or not even trying to make sense of her being able to do any of the things she does. Yeah. Yeah. You just accept that. And I did because, again, she sold it. But the yeah. writers did not sell it with how yeah. she could even go toe-to-toe with him at all. Because in this one, he doesn't. In 89, he's getting shot. He seems like he gets his butt kicked way more. A in big this guy one, chokes him out. Yeah, yeah, in this one, I feel like the only time he really gets his butt kicked is by her. I don't think anybody... He never gets shot. 
I don't think anybody ever really touches him other than yeah. Her. And that's that's yeah. one of my problems uh, as in terms of little things that are are wrong is that you have the first movie he gets shot in the head and is fine, mm. and in this one he rips off his cowl. It's just rubber. You know, you have <laughs> uh-huh. other, you have other uh, super strong. <laughs> shot, yeah, he's like, you know, getting shot in the chest, or he pu- he pulls her nail right out of his chest plate. You know. And then she's just feeling around, going like, "Oh, there's no armor over here." Like, I mean, th- those things I don't really like. Does she touch his wiener in that part? No, I hope so. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Ben's like in my imagination. Yeah, she did. I slowed Maybe her, it down. Her claws adamantium. And that's why it, it penetrates his ab suit. Say uh, penetrates again. And then just penetrates. little, th- little things like the cut of the eye makeup not being on when he rips off the cowl, uh, like that. Because you're supposed to believe, especially, time. I guess when you saw it in theaters, it would be huge. But on TV at home, you wouldn't quite see that. It's just yes, you would. It's glaring. Paint. It's the only. <laughs> it would look awesome. I think if he just had these really smoky eyes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would love to see in like the Pattinson Reeves movie that comes out when we get the suit up Batman scene. I would love to see the grease paint, yeah, throw you know, war uh-huh. paint thing as as he's about to put on the cowl. Like, do that and just acknowledge it. Just like with Affleck when they put in the voice changing thing, mm-hmm. like explain it. Make this part of the process uh-huh. and let us buy in. For sure. on, on this process. Yeah, it just makes it more real. Yeah, yeah. he would have looked pretty cool if when he ripped that cowl off, he had a bunch of black paint over his eyes. I think yeah. it would have looked cool. More like he's or, just and, disheveled. And if not, just fucking edit it. You know, just shoot the way you need to make that work. But like, Jesus Christ, a movie this big should not have something that glaring. Yeah. Tim Burton doesn't want to make a Batman movie again. <laughs> <laughs> Get off his back. And then my last little thing like that, uh, just in terms of mistakes, was... The CD scratching scene. Oh, was, man, I DJs love that. don't scratch CDs. Yeah. That's a mistake. <laughs> we'll so get to awesome. that. We'll get to that. But the, uh, the fat suit being visible, like when he Dives? falls down yeah. and stuff, and, you know, that's, 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 there's no attempt to conceal that. What are you talking about? His grotesque penguin body is just like a fat suit stuffed into that gross wood. Yeah, you uh, can see all these like foam sections. Oh, I guess we're, okay. You know, tumors. Like, he's covered yeah, in tumors. That. It's that weird blocky body. In the very end? Yeah, when he's oh, laying okay. down, you can see it. I think you can see it a couple other times, but bat suit? What do you guys think of the new bat suit? I think it's awesome. I like it. I don't quite, what's the difference between this and the other one? I mean, the coloring is slightly different. There's sharper lines on the cowl. Get rid of the, the fake abs and put in a more like you know, industrial architectural sort of armor looking thing. Mm. And then of course the symbol that now matches all the marketing and other stuff uh-huh. and, and the bat signal and, you know, a little more on brand. I've gone back and forth over the years and I, in many ways I like the n- newer one better, but I just love the way that the first one was presented and lit in all these things. And so without having them be in the same environment, it's, it's hard for me to say, mm. you know, I didn't even notice. Really? Yeah. I'm All these years, you didn't notice it was a different suit entirely? Well, no. there's not a ton of shots. Selena touching his abs is probably one of the closest detail yeah. shots of, uh-huh. uh, you know, actually seeing layers or details. Trying to see if I have a... Yeah, I guess that returns poster over there is really dark. You can't really see it on there either. Huh. Well, when I think of this movie, I don't think of Batman. Yeah. I think of the Catwoman villains. and Penguin. Yeah. So I don't even really picture him. So, how much of a ninja? He's not very stealth. He's very tough. He's fast. He seems like he knows how to fight. Uh, he maneuvers well. Yeah. So he's, he's like sort of. He's not the most Batman, Batman, but he's, he's pretty tough. Yeah, I think uh, really the only time we see him stumble is when he's in his head. 
Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not, not for lack of ability by any means. He really doesn't do many emerging from the fog stuff in this. It's almost yeah. if, as if Burton was really embracing, you know who this guy is. There's already <laughs> been a movie, so now I don't have to do these kind of things. When in reality, I would think that would be Batman's thing all the time. That would be his MO is hiding in the shadows. Penguin is looking in the records in like City Hall and Batman just drives yeah, just, up in his I know, car. That's weird to me. <laughs> he's yeah. sitting outside the window just stalking him. <laughs> he yeah. tried, that's not, a ninja wouldn't do that. I don't okay, think. well earlier you guys are saying he should be out patrolling the streets when he's sitting in the Swinging fucking, in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, from Crawling above. on rooftops. <laughs> not driving his car around. Yeah. Oh, so when he needs the car it just magically appears then. Yeah, it has a like an armored shell that comes over it. I think it has autopilot too. Shields. Yeah. Uh, okay, that so stuff looks way cooler in this movie also. I don't think yes. Batman is walking around on the streets twirling his nightclub. <laughs> hey, is everything going all right? Walking a beat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Detective. How much of a detective is he in this one? About the same as the other one. Like, not much. He, he looks up to old newspaper records. He kind of figures out who Penguin is. Well, that's about it. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. less so than the first one. Because, yeah, he does see the connections with Penguin. But then he seems to get a whiff of something is wrong. We were talking about when the Batmobile's in front of the records hall. And you see Penguin in the window. He's talking to Alfred, and he said, I think he knows who his parents are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something else. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing something else. But we never see him follow up on that. We just see him like, oh, boner, hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Ooh, going on over here? I think it's cool there. that they hinted that stuff between Penguin returning to this thing that you don't know what he's talking to Yeah. about multiple times. And mm-hmm. then also that, like, even w- what is Bruce talking about? What does he know that we don't know? I think that's cool. They give you Penguin's grievances, mm-hmm. you know, right up front, but they don't Not really. Motives. They don't really show his hand for sure until you know, his hand is just like Monster Man stuff. There's not really. I want to kill a bunch of kids. Yeah, I thought you meant his literal hand. Yeah, Monster yeah, it's Man gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got the grossest fingernails I've ever seen. Okay, so uh, Bruce Wayne's trauma. How do you feel like that's informed his character in this one? Less so than the first one, except in all the stuff with him and Catwoman, because that's the whole Catman, I think, again. Is what I want to say. That's, that's oh, like Benifer, d- I see. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's their deal between the two of them, is that they, they're both hiding a part of themselves that maybe in their mind is the real them, the crazy yeah. weirdo who gets mm-hmm. in a suit and beats people up. That's there, but otherwise he seems pretty well adjusted. He has that when he's talking to Alfred. He's like, "Oh, I'm not the one who let Vicky in the Batcave. I'm yeah. just sitting here trying uh-huh. to work." And like Vicky's over there. That's like a very Hello, a dude, a dude talking. That's not like a distressed, traumatized individual. Yeah, I think that they do show him stumble, like we talked about the the Vicky Vale. I'm Batman scene in the first one. You know, they they bring those same sort of hangups, but they don't give him as much to do like they would with let's say Kilmer in the next one in terms of you know the I like that they don't harp on the origin story it doesn't even it's come necessary. up in yeah. this movie yeah, yeah. but you know like you said it's, it's a core tenant of the character that how is that driving him and there's a little bit of that with him the way he looks at the penguin as somebody who's damaged the way he looks at Catwoman as someone who's damaged that's true must you be the only lonely yeah. man yeah. beast in Gotham yeah. so sensible <laughs> yeah Excuse me, I want to scratch my CD, Alfred. Get off my back. I'm over that emo <laughs> shit. I want to do this. I'm telling you, we're going to get there in cons. <laughs> they also figure out how to jam the signal in order to, uh, to bust in on That's Oswald's feet. But it doesn't seem, detective-y. yeah, it doesn't really strike me as 
detective-y so much as they're just using technology. Yeah, it's very expensive technology. Yeah, those were really the only hmm. couple things that I could think of that... Uh, That's that, also like when Napier does that in the mayor's speech. Yeah, it hops It's on. a reverse of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the hero doing mm-hmm. it instead of the villain. Interesting. <laughs> I so like there's that. Lo- there's really a lot more connective tissue here than I thought. It's because they're bad writers, they <laughs> have three ideas, and they keep <laughs> using them. Resting on over. their laurels. <laughs> I like that people chuck the veggies at him and then he even makes a comment about it like why is there always somebody Who's bringing tomatoes, tomatoes? <laughs> okay pros I would I have a pretty good list that I'll just list off quickly Elfman we talked about fantastic DeVito amazing DeVito screaming wonderful that's for me <laughs> crazy Michelle Pfeiffer meltdowns wonderful Writing and again, we've talked about some things that are far fetched and whatever. But what I'm talking about is the the dialogue. You know, I mean, we get that she looked pretty scared to me, or like mm. yeah. uh, one thing I love, love, love is the uh, scene near the end when he's handing out these are the lists of the firstborn sons of Gotham, and that fat clown at the end, he's like <laughs> killing sleeping children. Isn't this a little? And he shoots him and goes no. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is so fucking good. Yeah, just all those little one-liners, you know, like Shrek going, when he crashes the party and he's trying to take his son, he's like, if you have an iota of human feeling, we've gone back and forth on his identity, this whole thing, and right now he's full-on penguin. And so he says, if you have an iota of human feeling and decency, you'll take me. And he goes, I don't. You know, like <laughs> all that shit I think is really, really good writing. It shows that particularly with Penguin. They just have that character so fully realized, mm. you know. And then uh, the last thing, uh, oh, I mentioned um, Catwoman's Keaton voice, quote-unquote. I think that was really well done. And then, of course, Stan Winston with the, uh, the, the design of the Penguin prosthetics and the actual fake penguins because, like, you I know, didn't realize as- those were fake until this time. Aside, well, aside <laughs> the from bears, one- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do they train those penguins? <laughs> They're well, smart, man. Aside from that, you really can't tell generally which ones are animatronic and which ones are real. Uh, For sure. They really do a great job. I mean, this is the guy who did Jurassic Park and Aliens and a lot of these. The thing, really Terminator. Great- one of the, Terminator, Terminator 1, maybe Terminator both, 2. Both of them, I yeah, think. Both. The first two. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a legend, and so they do have some really great effects. And everything visual about this movie is great, really. Yeah, I So agree. those are my pros. Uh, I like this one a lot, but I think because it's just that much more Burton, mm-hmm. the first one could have even been darker to me, and it would have only made more of a contrast with the Joker and his bright colors. This one, I like all the, all the dark tones, how original the Catwoman costume is. Yeah. You know, that's not, that's not drawing from anything. As far as I know, everything before that was gray and purple spandex and stuff. Yeah, I mean, both of their character designs are literally just from Burton's sketches. Totally. She looks like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, yeah. stitches yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And For sure. And but I'll if you wanted to fuck Sally. You don't want to fuck Sally? Oh, man. Yeah, that's silly, bro. I, I'd never really... Think uh, about I'm it. Yeah, sorry. you should Take consider a it. Yeah, yeah, you should consider <laughs> it. Well, I'm sure we'll be watching it soon. It's December. <laughs> I like that her costume is like a representation of her mental state like as time goes on it's just more and more tore up by the end of it that's, it's it's coming apart she's yeah, coming apart i think that that's cool the stuff with, Dude, with the the at the end when her like hair is out and the cowl's all yeah, fucked she, up for i sure. mean that is amazing 
when I got that uh, NECA figure of her, and it comes with a second head that's that psychotic fucking, oh, that's yeah. cool. like, screaming face from the end. It's, yeah, ooh, I love how her so hair good. is just poofing out the side of her <laughs> yeah. head. It's crazy. She's got some wild hair throughout this movie. <laughs> that's true. Man, she looks like a babe in the in the ballroom scene and her hair's all up oh, and yeah. all up. man yeah. She, yeah she looks like a baby that, that scene is great this their whole confrontation is that's oh. one of my favorite parts is, is hers them having their thing and her going does it mean we have to fight yeah, yeah. she sounds she's genuinely distressed like oh yeah, I this mean, sucks it's funny because it really is a popcorn flick but they, they they do give their actors some good shit to do oh yeah and, and it's usually in these one on ones yeah I love the dialogue between them especially in that part one thing I noticed this time around was Shrek calls out Bruce for not wearing a mask to the party. Mm-hmm. And then, secondly, Selena is the only other person not wearing a mask. Because those are their masks. Yeah. And then when I thought about in that scene, they end up both being like unmasked mm-hmm. to each other. Like, yeah. Cool. Just little Loki symbolism. I think yeah. that's tight. Yeah. I love this stuff with the penguin. I love how he looks like he has 24-7 Oreo mouth. <laughs> yeah. Just with the... Green slime. Yeah. <laughs> all, I love it. All of, that, all of that is cool. I mean, if you're attempting to create something that's uh, human and detestable, yeah. then you nailed it. You yeah. look repulsive. Yeah. I'm, I'm generally kind of squeamish when it comes to, like, super realistic violent movies and stuff, but, like, with this particular movie, all the grossest shit is my favorite shit. Mm. <laughs> It's what's most unique about it yeah. in terms of other Batman stuff. Yeah, and and I mean even just when he's bleeding from the mouth at the end and oh oh, oh yeah my god like imagery you know you're talking yeah. about the guy getting his nose bit and stuff like that's an image that sticks with me yeah but especially when he comes out of the water and then all the blood is like yeah. coming out of his mm-hmm. and the music bat there holes. oh my god it's, <laughs> it's so sad yeah you know you have this fucking horrible monster and it's still so sad the way that they play it. Yeah, you know, I still, felt it as a child. I didn't have any sympathy for him this time, but as mm-hmm. a kid, that made me sad when he dies and it's the tragic. send him off oh, in the yeah. water. I have cried to that scene before. <laughs> like the the whole way his death was played out, I thought was very well done. I mean, he's still sinister to the last breath. You know, the like I picked I'll, a cute one. <laughs> I'll murder you momentarily. Yeah. Ice you know, cold water. It's true to the character to his last breath. You know, I I love it. And and again, true to his he's been disgusting this whole time. Let's go all the way with yeah, that. No redemption. Last scene, you know. It's and he yeah, even when he's dead and underwater and you see the ship coming out of his mouth, mm-hmm. rising up as he sinks, you know, it's it's great. It's terrible and it's great. I'm good, I'm done. Hold my on. my pros is pretty much just Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. <laughs> and not just for like obvious like Man, child, like, oh yeah, she's so hot. Just that character, the way she plays it, she's nuts. I love, as I've said before, and we'll say again, that Batman, the person, the woman he's most attracted to, is also a messed up weirdo who's mm-hmm. like a sadomasochist. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Everything with her in this movie is just. I want a cut of this movie that has thirty minutes more of her <laughs> and thirty minutes less of whatever else. And then my other big pro is the guy who plays. Christopher Walken's son because he's doing a Christopher Walken impression and it's <laughs> um, like no his, dad his voice is so weird <laughs> I don't think he sounds like that in real life I think he's like can you sound can you sound a little like Christopher Walken so they know you're his kid yeah okay so I guess that leads us to cons so Evan want to do your cons now cut him off and you can- <laughs> yeah I'll just fuck myself <laughs> so okay the camp that's my number one is the the literal cats we talked about 
the cat bath on Penguin's bed, the eat floor. High fiber, you know. Like that <laughs> just, oh, I love. Wait, 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 wait. I love that this movie. I think introduces the the mini suit up montage for the first time. What do you mean? Uh, this isn't the first one. Is it? Yeah, where he's like, it uh, comes out of the little armory. But is it the whole thing of him? Like, yeah, but like, show a shot, like belt stuff. buckle, uh, chest Boots. logo, uh, cape. Oh, uh, also, Bruce Wayne has your like ideal closet when he opens Iron the door. Maiden. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is exact. Yeah, okay, the Iron Maiden Not slide. That, but, That's so awesome. <laughs> no, but his closet with the bat suits. When I was watching it, I'm like, cowls, this is exactly what uh, Sam wants. This is <laughs> it <laughs> is. Sam, and if Sam was a rich person, this is. <laughs> Ange happened to be with me as I was watching this the other day, and that's what I said out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. wouldn't even want to be a superhero. Like, he would just want a closet full of capes. <laughs> Someday. Oh yeah, who would want that responsibility? Yeah. But yeah, those the the dog chomp batarang. Inventing the CDJ, which was not a thing for many years, <laughs> that was probably the number one most cringe-inducing moment. It's so stupid, and it I love it. Makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad that, that it he exists. scratches it. Yeah, it's so so bad. Also, during that scene, <laughs> Penguin's speech. If you listen to him while Bruce and Alfred are talking, I think he was winging it. I don't think it was scripted mm. huh. because he's just rambling the most vague shit you could think of. Like he literally says, the glory of which I am speaking is the glory of Gotham. You know, he's just like saling the most generic things you could possibly come with. Don't like worry, Danny. We'll filler. fix it in post. We'll write you something good to say and then we'll come back. Well, yeah, like I watched, I watched Jersey Girl last night and there's a scene where Ben Affleck has to smooth talk a crowd. You know, you've seen him do like PR shit earlier, and so now when he like, all right, I'm gonna bust out the old skill set. They put music over it, and he's just talking to the crowd. It's a little montage, right? But in this, I feel like they told Devito that's what was gonna happen, mm. and then they use these lines. They're like, no one's gonna listen to the background. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but we can hear it clearly. <laughs> but you made it loud enough yeah. to. So yeah, that's most most of my shit is just the 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 cornier moments, the sillier moments. Because again, you spent so much time investing in psychology of these characters and trying to make this like a real grown up Batman story, and then you still do dumb shit for some reason. I like this movie a lot. There's only a couple things that that strike me like that that are just kind of funny. The remote control on the Batmobile, and he punches a hole in the bottom of his car because that's <gasps> super easy to do. <laughs> Yeah, Cat, Catwoman punches through a metal, like a electrical grid, too, or a little metal door that's blocking like adamantium claws. Like yeah, she just like, gas. She yeah, just like yeah. a karate punch she just through gets it. In there. Actually, uh, yeah, what you mentioned, I forgot to write down when I mentioned the suit being able to be torn, is mm. that in the first movie you have the bombing of Axis chemicals, and you see the things the Batmobile can withstand, and in this one he punches through the floor yeah. with his fist. <laughs> the bottom is very weak. Yeah, it's All like the rest of yeah. it is. It's like tough. smog's <laughs> missing. Uh, scale you know it's it's oh, only yeah. it's only vulnerability is just yeah he just knew it and it <laughs> ran just out of metal happened to be reachable <laughs> through the bottom of the car that's weird to me the convertible kitty litter truck is weird <laughs> to me i've never never seen one of those a bad lot boys of kitty litter or they yeah, have a truck a gravel truck okay. fucking a lot All is right. it gravel she yeah. says she says she says save, kitty litter. Litter. save a kitty litter because it's a fucking joke but it's like, literally ki- kitty yeah litter. why would they say that okay she didn't say saved by gravel <laughs> truck. You set this up, though. I have to say this story from my childhood. When you fell into a truck full of cat litter? I had 
the Ghostbusters Firehouse playset. Yeah. I had the uh, Batman Returns figures. And so they're fighting on the roof. She falls off. She lands in the back of a truck. It must have been like the turtle van or something. I don't know what she landed on. But I said, as my mom's folding laundry across the room, bastard. Because I never heard that word before, uh. and I didn't know what it was. And so that was the first time I cussed in front of my mom. She goes, what did you just say? I'm like, something wrong, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> and so, yeah, I was playing with my figures, and I, I quoted the curse word without knowing it. I so. recall my first swear word being shit, because Raphael says it out of frustration in Ninja Turtles <laughs> 1. No, he, he says damn. Damn? Yeah, he says it repeatedly. Damn! So why did you, why did oh. you ruin your childhood by saying shit if it wasn't Raphael? Yeah. Well, then Sam must be right. Sam's always <laughs> right about these things. He remembers things way better than me. Then it must have been damn. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy together now. You remember that line from the other movie? Yeah, I didn't correct you on that at all in the last episode. <laughs> nope. Didn't come up. Let's go wild, Joker. Let's go wild. Oh, my God. Stop it. Uh, my brother told on me, and I got in trouble. <laughs> Whether it was damn or shit, Look, I don't recall. <laughs> your brother said... He misquoted the movie. <laughs> that's, yeah, Mom. that's what I really got busted for. <laughs> Raphael would never say shit. It's like Anchorman. I would never say fuck. I would never fucking say fuck. <laughs> My cons are the same as what you said, the campiness. I don't mind it as much because I look at the other one as campy. I look at Batman 89 as kind of campy. Which I don't. Well, this one is much more. Yeah. The, that the climax is a bunch of penguins with missiles yeah. all walking. That's, ri- that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, is it? <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous he drives a giant rubber ducky oh I it's love just that. yeah i like the I rubber ducky. It. wait why did the penguins have to go why did they even have to walk to the center of town to then shoot their missiles if they could have just shot their missiles from wherever they from were anywhere these are homing missiles why did you attach what? missiles to penguins how about we start there why why even do that i read that people were like up in arms at the time guns. because yeah there's not enough circuit that's why he should have just employed the penguins the whole time <laughs> to there's a ton of them yeah there's a bunch of them he only yeah. has a couple circus people <laughs> Okay. They're dependable workers. Checkmate, you win. <laughs> I, it, I take it back. It makes sense. What about this doesn't look right? <clears throat> no? no yeah, you don't like this? Natural penguin in its habitat, giant yeah, have strong missile backs. launcher on its back. Yeah. I thought it was so cool they made these figures with the fucking rocket launcher penguins. What a good idea. Other also, than- they're candy cane... <laughs> like metal caps and candy cane Yeah, they strikes. designed all that technology to brainwash the penguins. Or get, that just Actually, you're right. Something oh. that's never discussed, because obviously Bruce has the capital for all this shit, but like, where does the duck and all these devices and the rocket launchers and all that shit, where does that come they're, from? Their organized crime ring of killing children and mm-hmm. hanging out in a sewer. That yeah, the abductions. It's super profitable. Revenue. I think <laughs> the abductions and all that makes sense, but yeah, all the all the... The tech and that that doesn't that really add up. It's just it's prototype. off the rails in yeah. a lot of ways. Because they, they show Catwoman being DIY. Yeah, they don't really show Penguin's lack of infrastructure. No, being creatively. <laughs> no, why would he have any of that stuff? Why do any of that stuff? What is wrong with this? <laughs> um, uh, maybe it was at the zoo already. The penguin, the penguin brainwashing gear. <laughs> no, no, not that. The, <laughs> the, the missile rubber launchers. Ducky, the rubber oh, ducky. Oh, okay. Um. Well. otherwise otherwise just that also there's maybe one villain too many in this movie and that leads it the whole thing to having a little bit of a disjointed feel it's not as focused as batman 89 i'll give it that i don't feel like it's too cluttered they do a pretty good job with what they have 
the one thing that, you know, like you said, I'd like to see a cut of this movie that has more of. I was surprised to learn, just out of curiosity, I looked, oh, I wonder what the runtime difference is on these two movies. They're the same to the minute. Mm -hmm. They're both two hours and six minutes. I'm well, like, that's kind of weird. Because usually when the director's given more freedom in the second round, like if you look at uh, the Nolan series, you have, it's like 220, then 230, then 245. Bloat. You know, they're gradually just giving mm -hmm. more freedom as you become more successful. And so I wonder if that was a studio mandate. I also know that they were under the gun because it had to be a, even though it's a fucking Christmas movie, it had to be a summer release because that's when you drop these. Blockbusters. Exactly. But um, if you I wonder how much of that was just a time constraint of like, oh, we've got to crank this edit really quickly to meet the deadline because. The toys are going to be on the shelves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, was there more to it? I don't, I don't think know. so. I think that's, this is just the movie they intended to make. Yeah. It's just not quite the one I wanted. Yeah. Now, as a kid, I didn't care. I loved it. Yeah. But now looking at it, I'm like, oh, man, I want more. I want 20 minutes, I one long shot. I want more mask off dialogue. Yeah, I want the mm, two of them yeah, sitting yeah. on the couch on their date. Just Dance, one long shot scene like out. Goodfellas. Yeah. You, I just, that's what I want. You talked about that last shot being extra so it would have been slightly shorter oh yeah actually i i misspoke on the last one because i watched the uh editor in the thing i saw last night which uh there's a cool youtube series called shadows of the bat there's like chapters on different uh movies and stuff. what's it about i don't know but uh it's all the behind the scenes it's like i mean you got everybody jack nicholson's fucking in it i mean you got everybody cool. doing interviews about these movies so it's it's really cool but the editor of Returns uh, spoke about that last-minute add-on. They showed the sketch. They were like, do this, you know, and it's Catwoman's head in front of the bat signal. And Burton was like, yeah, I agreed to it because there is the symmetry with the first one. It makes sense with the ambiguous way that we left her character. Like, it does work. I said it was a million-dollar shot. It was a quarter-million-dollar shot. So I was four times wrong. Still is a lot Still of money. Still a lot of money. It is a lot of money head. for an add-on Exactly. Because they're afraid audiences are too dumb or audiences didn't like it didn't the like first the time. Didn't like the ambiguity. What was it before? Was it just the, sh the shot of the car driving away and then they pasted the, the buildings in front of it? And I mean, that, that must have been there with mm -hmm. the cat and everything. That's enough. Him just fighting her cat is like, oh, she's still out here. She left her cat for me. Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of men are still good of this movie. The end of I like BBS. That. You know, like you sort of have that goodwill toward men mm. and women. I, I like that as an ending, just the car driving away and the nice music and just the little dialogue between them after all that shit show for a while. And it's one of the reasons that I consider this to still sort of be a Christmas movie because it doesn't, mm. I mean, it's not, it's not just the setting, but, you know, the way they wrap up feels Peace on Earth. good mm -hmm. and has that tie-in. Uh, how would you rate the movie it's the same feel I have for the other one yeah it's like a three and a half or a four it's, yeah. it's I don't think it's as good of a movie in the general sense of like structure and the way it's put together but no, I was more entertained no spite three this time well I should have let you guys go first because yeah probably <laughs> it's, uh, no I like you going first so you got a what a three and a half three or? and a half sure okay yeah I'll say four again which doesn't make a ton of sense because I like this one better than the original mm -hmm. but your instincts right goes your gut I like it more, but it's not necessarily better. It's just that I like the vibe, and I like yeah. the whole thing feels cooler to me. 
I had a hard time for years deciding, like, oh, which one do I like better, though? You know, like, there's both such a big part of my, my childhood and in my you know, just favorite movie collection. They just always have been competing for that top spot. And then, you know, in, in the last couple of years, I've been a little more, like, able to see its flaws and, mm. you know, kind of the things you don't notice when you have this, uh, you know, like, like if this came out, Right now, and I'm seeing it as 34 for the first time, I would probably feel differently and be able to see those things right away, but I would have given it a five or a four and a half. I think it's a solid four, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think that it, we talked a lot more about its issues than we did on the first one. I, I just I wanted to save my lower rating till the end, so I didn't say any of my issues with the other one because I wanted it to be a little, a little Catwoman claw on your side. Yeah, <laughs> take a little, another little stab at yeah. you. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really, really good movie that has a lot of replay value and just great designs, great performances, great music, but um, it definitely has its share of issues. I read after the fact that Tim Burton was scared by Christopher Walken Oh, yeah. But he wasn't interested in casting him, I guess, because he thought that he was scary, which is clearly his eyeballs. That guy Look has, at his eyes. He, he has freaky-looking eyeballs. Yeah, he's got but then he also d- learned to love him because then he's in Sleepy Hollow. Yes. He can't I think they got that. along well uh, on that. But, uh, I wonder how weird it is to talk to that guy. I'm betting it comes from the whole Jack Palance thing on the first movie because, uh, you know, uh, we talked about him belittling him this veteran hollywood actor you mm-hmm. know like maybe he got that sort of a vibe of like oh i hope this guy you know he's in the fucking deer hunter like is mm-hmm. this guy gonna be a bully an asshole you know hard to work with yeah. you know like he's really intimidating you know the uh he's he's so intense you yeah, know yeah, this looks intense. and he never seems in this movie he's acting obviously but he never seems afraid of anything or anyone really mm-hmm. he's a little yeah. startled and caught off guard but he's like he's got that dead eye stare that Christopher Walken as, probably has as a human. Well, yeah, even when he gets pu- pulled down to the sewer in the beginning, you know, is like, is that supposed Penguin to... Penguin man of the sewer. He just covers his nose. He's not pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> must eat this napkin. But like, even when he's like doing the, the spinning parasol, he's like, what is that supposed to do? Hypnotize me? Uh-huh. You know, he's just like, he's basically a, you know, probably mob connected, fucking crooked guy who just like I've, I've seen everything what are you trying to do I don't mm-hmm. fucking care yeah. you know I like that he's so composed until Penguin confronts him about his former business partner and then he's sort uh, of he's caught off guard all of a sudden he's, yeah. uh, he's I think he's on a, extended leave uh, he's good yeah, extended, vacation. Vacation. yeah, yeah. extended vacation he's, he's I good. think that there what it shows is that he's not so much afraid of him he sees that now he has leverage Mm. You know, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he's he's not gotta, just Monster Man from the sewers. He actually has something else. Yeah, yeah but he could actually take Benefit. me down with the shit yeah, if I yeah. don't play. Totally. You know, so. uh, one last thing that I thought was dope was... No! The, okay. Oh, the CD scratching? Yeah. Are you going to bring yeah, that up again? You keep bringing that up. <laughs> to DJ Bruce Wayne. <laughs> In Sam Ham's original script, Shrek was supposed to be Harvey Dent. And yeah. Catwoman would have turned him into Two-Face in the end yeah. with the whole taser kiss. I read that and also that uh, at one point the Shrek character was uh, the chosen brother of the Cobblepot family. Mm. That they, oh, that yeah. they actually turn out to be related, which Hermanos. I'm glad that all of those things were changed, honestly. 
because I think that, um, like you were saying, if you were to add Two Face into this, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would have been great to have Dent. I would have used some Dent, but like you don't really need, especially if you're going to assign any of Shrek's traits to Dent, that would be way wrong. It's just so, weird. This yeah, movie has too much you, stuff in it already. It doesn't need more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you really have four major characters, and mm. the title one gets. About as much time as Shrek. <laughs> yeah. All right, that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we are a new show, so please help us out. Take a little screen cap, post that in your story, and tag Bat Fan Addict, A D D I C T, because I am addicted to Batman. All right, we're going to come back with a new episode on comics. Hopefully you're starting to pick up a pattern here. We're going back and forth. Movies, comics, movies, comics, all right? We're going to do Jeff Johns, Earth One, both volumes one and two. Had a really good time with these ones. So thank you for checking out this episode. We got a lot more up the sleeve, recording new episodes next week. And we've got new content coming for you in the new year. So stay tuned for Earth One.